0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org.
2: This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network since 2009. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com.
1: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Eat Your Heartland Out. I'm your host, Capri Cafaro. And if you were intrigued by our previous show about galley stewards on the Great Lakes freighters, you will really appreciate my conversation with today's guest, Les Eckerd. Chef Les is the Culinary Director of the Great Lakes Culinary Institute in Traverse City, Michigan. The Institute just launched their first Maritime Culinary Certificate. So I am very excited to have Chef Les on the program. Welcome.
3: Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate that invite.
1: Well, this is such a unique program uh, that you are offering, launching this academic year in the fall what was the motivation to start a, a program specifically for um, chefs that are, it would be in a maritime setting?
3: Well, it was twofold. We share a building with the Great Lakes Maritime Academy. There's only six of them in the nation. And when their training ship goes out, we have our students on the ship as interns and they cook with the chef that's on board. And the fact that the Maritime Academy is so involved with the shipping companies that are already existing out on the waters, they would hear how these galley chefs and and stewards were really in high demand because as we know, uh, food really boosts or sinks morale, and many of the ships really wanted to have good food. So there was a high demand that we were being made aware of, uh, one, from the Maritime Academy, and two, from the shipping companies that were learning of our interns and wanted to know how they could hire our graduates.
1: That's, that's so interesting, and, and certainly from the conversations I've had and in, with in other individuals that currently are in positions of galley stewards. I hear the same thing that, you know, it's so important to boost morale by having good food on board uh, and also nutritious food to be able to continue to fuel those that are on there sometimes doing pretty strenuous jobs. How did you design this program uh, and what makes it unique uh, to the maritime setting?
3: Well, we talked with a few of the maritime companies that are out there and asked them what they're looking for. We also then looked at our current culinary program and decided what classes would a young chef, and when I say young, young and experienced, uh, entering into that industry, what skills do they really need to have to be successful in an environment that's that demanding by themselves? So obviously the foundational skills for savory and uh, cooking and baking Uh, as well as understanding large batch cookery, also understanding butchery because it can be easier on the budget to get larger pieces of meat and break them down. And rural cuisine, very important because of just the different cultural and ethnic backgrounds. It's always nice to maybe get a meal that's something that you're familiar with, again, morale. And then just having that safety and sanitation and nutrition, very important. Uh, You want to keep everybody safe on board. And like you said, nutritious food because of the strenuous jobs that people are performing on, on the ships and just out on the water. And so we looked at all of that and decided what do they need to have? And then we created a specialty class called galley cooking. When Mm -hmm. our training ship, state of Michigan, is here in dock and not sailing in the winter, we open up the ship and our students in the maritime program will get on that ship. And their instructor is currently uh, someone who cooks on the water as well. So now they're really teaching them how to operate in a very small environment how to store your food, properly order food. If we have a lot of leftovers, what are you making with them? Mm -hmm. So we have zero waste. Um, So our specialty class of galley cooking was made specific for this certificate program. And then the internship is specific to being on the water. They'll spend time on the training ship, state of Michigan, and then also intern with a few private companies that will take our galley stewards as interns. Hmm.
1: How long would uh, a student be out on, uh, on the water in this context?
3: Well, we need students out on the water, a minimum of 320 hours. And if you think about it, you're working a very long day. so you'll fill up that 320 hours very quickly. So we want them to be on the training ship, Michigan for at least two weeks, and then continuing on for the summer with a commercial vessel company.
1: Where does that number 320 hours come from?
3: That's really our culinary internship. We we would like to have our interns, whether they're a culinary arts or baking students, interning at a restaurant or some type of food establishment for a minimum of 320. And sometimes students will sign a contract with their internship property for longer than that because they want to take advantage of working the entire summer. Mm -hmm. So so that's where that number comes from.
1: Right. Uh, Always interesting to see how people do, you know, the academic institutions design these programs. Walk us through, uh, you know, kind of a a typical schedule for a student that would be entering this fall. Um, And it takes a, a year, right, to get the certificate.
3: Yes, so the Culinary Arts Maritime Certificate is a fall start only. So mm. stu- students will start in the fall, and for that first semester, they're taking all culinary lab and lecture classes. So, again, they're taking their safety and sanitation, uh, and they're taking the test for the Food um, Protection Manager exam. They'll also be taking a Culinary Concepts and Career Management class. So, again, understanding Basic equations, uh, culinary math, things you really need to understand to work efficiently in the kitchen. They'll be taking their fundamental classes in both savory and baking. So they're getting those classes under their belts. And then in that second semester in the spring, they'll be taking menu planning, which is a lecture class, which again allows them to be able to understand how to order food. And if you're not picking up fresh food for two weeks, what do I need to order? What type of menu should I be rotating? Um, What should I plan for midday and midnight rations, et cetera? And then they're taking their galley cooking class. They're taking a butchery class. Mm -hmm. And these are now all skills that are really going to benefit their success or their ability to be successful uh, on the water. And then their summer is their internship. So really, the students of this program start uh, a good month or so before they even start classes in obtaining wow. their passport, their TWIC card, their medical um, exams and, and documentation, and then applying for their MMC credentials.
1: hmm mm-hmm. How many students are, are coming into the program?
3: Well, we have right now... 11 students signed up for the maritime program. Um, some of those students are solely culinary arts maritime program students while others are dual enrolled they're taking the maritime program and then they're signed up to take the extended culinary arts program And we weren't sure you know we were we weren't sure how many students, or potential students would truly sign up for the program. There was a lot of interest in the program, but from the end user side. So of course, all the companies that have vessels, submarines and platforms out there on the water were like, we wanna hire your graduates when, you know, trying to get the message out to the front users, which are the potential students. Um, So so you're really talking to students in high school, trying to figure out what they wanna do um, some professionals, but most of the time, um, the professionals out there, they're already set in their ways. They know what they want to do for Mm -hmm. their career. So it's the younger population. So trying to get them to be brave enough to do something this big, like be out on a ship for however many weeks and months. Um, so this is a great start for us for our first time.
1: What, where do you hope the program goes
3: and grows? I would love to see us start at least 20 to 30 students uh, every year. Um, that, of course, would present some big problems for us, but they're good problems to have. As Again, we want the students to be able to intern on a ship before they're thrown to the wolves, so to speak, <laughs> um, in a true working environment. So if we, if we were to have that many students needing an internship, you figure a galley is very small most of these ships are smaller ships of, you know, 150 or less people. So your galley might fit two people max, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe three. So where do we put all these students that need an internship? So that, that would be a good problem to have. And I do know there are some private companies out there that would be willing to take an intern and actually treat them like someone who's training, learning on the job versus someone that, you know, you've got a week to figure this out or you're out.
1: <laughs> do, do you think that the Great Lakes region is a, is a, a strong place
3: to start recruitment
1: for students? Yes.
3: It's a very strong place, especially because we do have the maritime program here. Um, but just for the sheer fact that we have so many ships out on the lakes and channeling through the nearby rivers it's yes definitely but you know it's amazing we have companies that are nowhere near the lakes and their vessels are not even on the lakes but they're Mm. out on the uh, blue waters uh, and in international waters and they're calling me wow to find out how how can we get your graduates on our ships
1: Well, I got to tell you, before I I started to do research on these earlier uh, stories that I worked on, I had no idea that this was even an industry. And I think I'm probably not alone. So it's it's really exciting and encouraging to, to hear that this really is uh, a um, professional path that is attractive and growing, and and I can see why. And it's great that you know you're, you've developed a program that is going to try to meet the needs of of the of both you know the future galley stewards as well as the industry that needs them.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it is part of the industry that's been there from whenever everybody started sailing on the water. Uh, it's just now really becoming popular, uh, Mm -hmm. really becoming, I should say, um, we're more aware of these positions and the importance of, um, good food. I I sat in a meeting with some shipping company representatives and to hear them say, well, the food can be sketchy at best. So we always keep, um, bread, peanut butter, and jelly in our berth because you never know. And I thought, wow. You know, as a chef, that breaks my heart because yeah. we we should have good food. I know there's already great training out there for people who are going to cook, um, but yes, and there's great money to be had just because of your situation and how long you're away from home. Yeah, um, even if you just want to cook as relief staff, we have one student uh, now a graduate who cooks relief, and while she was in her second year here at Culinary. She cooked a three week relief period over the holidays and made enough money to pay off her current debt for the semester she was in and the future semester, all in three weeks. I mean, incredible. That that is definitely the way it should be. It's, yeah.
1: Wow I mean that that's definitely uh a a commercial in and of itself to try to get uh, students through the door uh it It really is uh an exciting career opportunity for for many and i'm like I said I'm really glad to hear that you're out there uh and providing this this uh service so people could get you know that specific training which is unique to that maritime setting so Chef Les, if uh, there are listeners that are interested in learning more about your uh, maritime culinary certificate, how can they find that?
3: Sure. If they just jump on the web and they open a browser and type in nmc.edu and then click on the Great Lakes Culinary Institute tile, you will then be, opened, uh, be opening up a page that then lists all of our programs and you'd be able to select the culinary arts maritime program.
1: Okay, so nmc.edu and follow those prompts to uh, go ahead and find that Maritime Culinary Certificate within uh, that website. Thank you so much for sharing this information, Chef Les Eckert, the Culinary Director of the Great Lakes Culinary Institute in Traverse City, Michigan. Thank you so very much for joining the program.
3: Oh, you are very welcome.
2: Thank you for having me. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network. serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City, Long Island, and Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com.
1: Eat Your Heartland Out is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.